0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Siriani, And wherever you are listening to this from, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or our home base, www.girthradio.com, thanks for tuning in. Today we got a really, 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 really great episode for you. I haven't listened to it back yet, but uh, after recording and reflecting for a few days, I'm thinking this might be one of the best conversations I've had on the show. My guest today goes by the name of Pat Maloney. He is a writer, director, producer, viral video mastermind. He has a series on Vice called Game Show. He has been featured on Funny or Die and had a successful run with a YouTube team called Random at Best. Beyond the quality talk of picking his brain about like content creation and how he got to where he is right now, this conversation also steers off into many awesome things uh, from float deprivation tanks to real-life ghost stories. This episode will make you laugh and also make it hard for you to sleep at night. And speaking of the ghost story, Pat tells a ghost story and actually caught some audio of this ghost. And he has sent me the clip and I have been a little scared to play it. (laughs) But uh, I'm about to edit this whole episode right now. I'm finally going to listen to his ghost footage (laughs) And hopefully I get that done before it gets too late at night and I get really fucked up. (laughs) But, yeah, we're going to play that at the end of the episode. And also what you'll find out is me and Pat actually go back through high school. He's, I believe, a year or two younger than me. And, uh, yeah, we've crossed paths then, have a lot of quality laughs, and have some serious respect for each other. And it's kind of cool having him in Because you guys are kind of listening to this reunion. It feels like we just kind of picked up where we left off like 15 years ago. Also, I felt like I could have made this episode a five-hour one. I kind of cut it off around a little bit after the hour mark. We'll definitely have Pat on again in a future episode. But that's all I got to say for now. Big shout-out to the Pacific Junction Hotel. Nigel for feeding us drinks all night. And my family at girthradio.com. 2018 is going to be a big fucking year. And without further ado, here's Pat Maloney coming at you right now. Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. Oh, here we
1: go again. There's another penis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why like, well, so nervous?
0: My friend was saying like they did so many scenes like that, you became like desensitized yeah. by it at the end, almost annoyed that they were like fucking again. It was did you feel that way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no,
1: it's weird. Like it was just so repetitive. Yeah, and like the editing process, like kind of like put it in chunks, kind of like Pulp Fiction okay so it's like not linear at all but it was just like the same thing it was so repetitive as one of those movies you watch which i kind of find are really frequent right now or like this three-hour movie could have been an hour and a half
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) was there just like these long drawn out like scenes of somebody just making a facial expression well yeah (laughs) it's it's that and like their whole
1: draw to it was like it was real sex scenes and it's like this french director who's like notoriously a perv and it was the world premiere, and we went to it, and it was just so funny. But like, even my friends who sat like away from us were talking about like, yeah, it's like this lady behind us wouldn't stop talking, like the person next to him wouldn't stop talking. People just react so weird
0: to mm-hmm. so this
1: sort of stuff, like the shock value stuff. Everyone kind of reacts differently. I laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how yeah. I yeah, deal it. Was it just everything. like uncomfortable laugh? Yeah, I well, I was just like, I was laughing because it was just so ridiculous to a point. Yeah. Hey, have you done um, you've done float tanks, right?
0: I have, I did it for the first time last Monday, actually. Really? Yeah. yeah. Have you tried the Float tank I thing? did it yesterday. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. For the first time, too? First time ever. Okay. Yeah. Let me... Uh, how was how that experience for it's you?
1: Like, it's interesting because everyone... I got a lot of recommendations. Like where to go and like what to do. Mm-hmm. And my friends are like, you know, you're really going to find yourself. And there's all these things. And then I, I spent the first 15 minutes literally floating around like laughing (laughs) it was was the opposite of what I expected (laughs) I was just like running into walls I didn't know that you actually like I know it's called a float tank but I didn't think like you're that buoyant yeah yeah you do like (laughs) the
0: the slightest movement and you're just kind of like on a stream like just flying into the wall but it became
1: a game at that point like i was like i would see like how gently i could touch the wall and like how like it would send me to the other side
0: dude you had such a similar first experience to me yeah. like so did you go to the one at Danforth and Broadview
1: uh queen and gladstone uh float? okay yeah. so the
0: one at uh Danforth and Broadview is called H2O spa and uh yeah, so I, I get in the tank or whatever. Or, like, before I jump in the tank, too, the chick was like, okay, this is, like, how you can change the color of, like, the lights. There was, like, a nice, like, blue. right. And for fucking 10 minutes, I'm like, do I want it this color? Do I want it this <laughs> color? And I'm just playing with all these settings. And just, like, I caught myself. I'm like, I'm doing this so wrong. And then, like you said, you started playing games in there. I was, like, trying to, like, sync myself. Yes. And I couldn't. And yeah. I was just, like... Because it feels like a Jello mold. Yeah. yeah. It was, like... <laughs> I was just so like you're supposed to like be totally like relaxed, but it was like I was like in this playground, I was just like, going back and forth like <laughs> and not until like probably half hour in my in the session I was like, what am I doing? I yeah. should just like <laughs> meditate right and then I finally like stopped playing with the lights, I made it pitch black, and then I found like ten minutes into it, I finally got to like a state where it almost felt like I was tripping a bit, like oh really yeah, so what was happened- that on your first time? Yeah, that was my first time. Oh, uh,
1: I need to go back, dude. I was, like, too focused on playing around. This is so typical of me. It's just, like, just blowing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like,
0: uh, so they said, like, when the session's done, like, some music will come on. She's like, don't worry if you don't hear it. Like, I'll just, like, there was, like, mm-hmm. an intercom in the tank, too. They paid you. So I didn't even hear the music. And then, like, I felt like I just got to a moment where I was finally in zen mode and then it's just, I hear her voice on the intercom. It's like, okay, jump in the shower. Like, thank you. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. So like yeah. like you, I feel like I need to go back again.
1: Absolutely. The thing that was like kind of scary to me, at one point I just turned off the light, but then I was floating around and I couldn't find it. So I was really scared that she was like going to open the door and just find me naked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. went hear them like paging me. So I was like, oh no, like I need to like find this light. Because I'm really freaked out right now. Mm-hmm. So it where I thought I was in the tank was the complete opposite, and I had no concept of where I was.
0: Oh, so it was that dark.
1: It was that dark, and like honestly, I was like, I think I'm facing like north, but it was just like I was on some other edge, and then I would keep like feeling around. And I was like, this is a corner. So I think like I spent probably five minutes trying to find the light. <laughs> that was like that was my spiritual journey, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To, but you found the light. I finally found it, and it was you really. You see, rewarding. we're
0: all. Everybody at home is looking for that light. You that's know? right. <laughs> Praise Couldn't Jesus. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, and so I finally got into like Zen mode, and like I think yours might have been like darker because like when i turned out like all the lights like my eyes ended up adjusting to it and i could see the tank i could see where the walls were and then i started just closing my eyes to like make it darker for myself oh really and um i had a moment where it was almost like at the beginning i felt like my body was just kind of floating like almost down a stream and i'm like oh i'm gonna hit the wall of the tank and i opened my eyes and i haven't even moved so i was like oh wow that was cool yeah i'm like okay how do well, you i can
1: feel it like under you
0: mm-hmm. yeah oh, it just really cool. it felt like i was just floating down this river but i wasn't moving at all and <laughs> then that's like near when my session just end i'm like no wait i want to go back to that place in my head or whatever so yeah. Yeah, do you find we... like
1: the older you get the more open you are to these things oh yeah Fuck, yeah. yeah i feel like if i was 19 i'd be like there's no way mm-hmm. and now that i'm getting older and I'm just, like, I'm I'm just so down to try. Anything. Oh,
0: definitely. And it's not even, like, just, like, in a spiritual way. Just, like, I've embraced my nerdiness. <laughs> I find, like... Good. Like, when I met you in high school, there was, like... I was a total geek in my heart, but I was just doing things to kind of, like, fit in different crowds and just be cool. Right. And, like, I remember, like, in the 10th grade, I just got rid of all my comic books and just... I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I need to get girls. I need to do this. Oh, really? And then I found out later in life, you just fucking be yourself. You can go, f- go fuck some nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> You don't have to worry. And yeah. last year, I'm just, like, fucking collecting comic books again. And, yeah. like, it was just, I don't know. Do you, do you remember where we met? Um, it could have been our tech class. No, or, uh... we actually met
1: at Paintball. Oh, for, no way. It was uh, Justin Pizzullo's birthday. Okay, okay. And his brother had, like, brought his friends. Yeah, yeah. And you were, like, the nice friend. That, like, was, <laughs> yeah. like, super cool. Because everyone else was, like, super young. Yeah, yeah. And we'd be like, hi, guys. Be like, fuck you, kids. And you were like, hey. <laughs> we're like, Man, that guy's cool. But yeah. then we met again in tech class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, like, um, even though we didn't hang out a lot then, I always, like, kind of remember you having this creative spirit which
1: you were in my first movies i ever made which is really funny yeah yeah and
0: it was like kind of comedic and i noticed like everybody in our class were like kind of like doing like all these serious shit and (laughs) like it's so funny yeah we had like (laughs) our own projects and we both were just doing this silly shit yeah and i think i even remember back in the day wanting to pursue some type of film but i didn't even pick up the camera till later in life which is weird i don't know i was just A weird guy back then, just, like, so, um, I don't know, influenced by, I guess, like, what adults want me to be, like. Right. Just, like, instead of, like, uh, embracing my creative, like, passions, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, like, maybe I'll go down this path and get a job and blah, blah, blah. And then just, like, one day, like, I got older and I just snapped. I'm making podcasts. I'm, like, (laughs) filming battle raps and shit. But, yeah. So, like, after, like, I noticed, like, in high school you used to film a lot of shit. Did you just continue doing that? Well, throughout? that was kinda of
1: like the weird thing. Like, uh going back to what we're saying even as adults, like it's funny to be in an industry, like the art industry. Because mm-hmm. there's no real timeline. Yeah. Like when I was like nineteen in film school, I was like, Oh, by the time I'm thirty, like hopefully I'm like in Hollywood directing. Yeah And yeah. it's just like you can't really like project exactly how anything's gonna go. Like mm-hmm. who knows, like in ten years maybe nothing at all will happen or like someone we know might be winning an Oscar. You know what I mean? It's just so unpredictable. It's not like you're going into accounting where you're like, all right, next year I'm going to be making this much. This year, making this much. Maybe I'll get a raise then. You know, but you can kind of like, kind of foresee your future. And that's what's so crazy about the industry we're in is Mm -hmm. there's really no telling what's going to happen next week next month next year for the rest of our lives
0: yeah totally and
1: it's scary but it's also really exciting as well
0: yeah the unknown is kind of fun and then s- some days you just wake up and the unknown is like fucking frightening, <laughs> it's, <absolutely laughs> frightening. Yeah. it's waking
1: up in the middle of the night being like what have i done just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's good it's really really good but when it's bad it's Bad. Mm -hmm. Like, I had, uh, last year was, like, the best year I think I've ever had. Oh, beautiful. Where the year before that was, like, I debated quitting. It was that bad. And I was, like, I don't see myself. Like, nothing was working out. I couldn't see myself, like, continuing. And then things just pick up, man, like, out of nowhere. Like, I kind of find, like, things happen in threes. So, like, three bad things will happen and that happen, and then three really good things will happen. Mm-hmm. And it's such a dumb way to, like, think your life, but it just works for me. It's just something I've noticed. Yeah, you're,
0: you're not the first person I heard that from, too. The threes? Like, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I never see the threes myself. Yeah. Actually, I see the number pop up in the weirdest places, like, when I'm, like, just, like, look at the phone or, like, my clock. I keep seeing, like, 333 or wake up in the middle Absolutely. of the night and see that. Yeah. But I never, like, see the pattern of like, the bad and the good, or I'm just, like, not noticing or counting right. them. But that's very interesting. But it's
1: really great when, like, you know, the three good things are coming, because you're, like, you're thinking so positively. Mm-hmm. But with the second something shit happens, you're like, oh, God, there's two more things <laughs> happening. Where is it? Like, where is it going to happen? Just it's looking such, over like, your shoulder It's so, like, toxic to think that way. But then when it goes positive, you're like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, like, a really weird way to live your life. I need to fix that or
0: something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it works for you, Yeah, man. maybe it's yeah, working. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so you were saying, like, you, you, uh, you mentioned when you're 19, you kind of, like, wanted to pursue, like... You were thinking of ahead, like, I'm going to be here in this place or whatever. So did you end up just going to school for film? Yeah, I was
1: 18. I had just graduated uh, from St. Paul. Nice. And I spent a few months at home preparing, got into Toronto Film School. It was, like, the funniest thing um, because they actually, like, remember when they used to run commercials on TV? And they were so corny. And then... Everyone's like, yo, that school kind of seems a little sketchy. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like a film school that's so hands-on. Mm-hmm. And the that's one thing I really too. liked about it, a lot of people would be like, it's a waste of money, film school. And to some people it is. But mm-hmm. if a film school is really going to challenge you and like take you out of your element and like not get you to write essays on like what you think Pulp Fiction really means and like actually put a camera in your hands and go out there and it's like, you're going to shoot a documentary and you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do it. And it's like, you got to go and figure it out. Yeah. That's where it it really matters. And that year was excellent because it took us out of our element, but also we had moved to Toronto and like moving from Niagara Falls to Toronto is such a culture shock.
0: Ooh. Yeah. It's totally different. And it's like, I, I forget how much it's, a culture shock until i bring one of my friends from niagara here yeah. and just kind of like s- seeing how they react to things like the amount of people go or like i take them on the subway and they're yeah. just like what the fuck there's <laughs> so many people <laughs> and like because like niagara falls is just like italians everywhere yeah right? it's, you kind of just
1: know. jump in a civic and uh you go to the flying saucer and
0: it's, <laughs> yeah. it's fantastic
1: and that's uh, it <laughs> it's really funny too like when i first moved to toronto i swear like I was so convinced that racism was going to end. I was like, we're not going to see racism in like 10 years. And then like Twitter came along and I was like, oh no. no, It's it's worse than I thought. I was so sure. I was like, look at this melting pot of culture and how well everyone's getting along and no one's racist. And it it was so fantastic. And then, yeah, you go on the internet and you're like, okay, so much for my uh, overly ambitious 10 years of thinking it's going to be gone. But
0: Yeah, it's kind of like – even though it's, like, just two hours away from here, it's a total, like, culture difference. Which it's so like a, weird. a block
1: makes a difference. It's yeah. insane. It's, it's like, an hour away, and, yeah, it's, it's a
0: weird... I always felt like the trippiest thing of niagara falls too is so you just go across the lake to the u.s <laughs> it's like literally yeah. not even a mile away from <laughs> and then everybody's just talking differently they yeah really, well like, it
1: looks like mad max there as well
0: yeah it's yeah. pretty gnarly yeah niagara new york it's
1: it's just it's insane because you can like look right across the border and they're like and friends will be like well what's there and i'm like absolutely nothing and They're like no but like, the upside what's there? Down. I'm like no i'm like literally telling you there is nothing there mm-hmm. there is buffalo Buffalo is like pretty gnarly, but it's it's got great wings. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: took the words right out of yeah. my mouth.
1: Have you been to Anchor Bar?
0: Um, No, is that in Buffalo? Yeah, that's okay. the spot
1: to be at for wings. Yeah. It's real good.
0: I feel like, I don't know if it's Buffalo or. could have been Rochester. I used to always go to some place called Clancy's, not the one in. Clancy's Canada. in Niagara. Yeah, so there's a Canadian yeah. one, and then there's like an American one, which is fucking. Did you
1: ever go funny. to uh, somebody's?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It just closed down, but we used to call it Scumbuddies. <laughs> yeah, and you would see teachers from St. Paul drinking. Like, yeah, they're by getting themselves. hammered. It's <laughs> always like
0: the ones that were like just so like goody goody and they're just hammered and hugging you. We and... went
1: there in grade eleven, and they yeah. didn't even ID us. And then we went in the back, and I'm trying to remember one of the football coaches' names, but he was in the corner getting loaded by himself, and he saw us. He's like, oh, "Just be good, boys." And then this dude got so hammered, who was like at the table next to us, mm-hmm. and his wife came and started yelling at him and then this dude like we were hanging out with just turns to her is like hey shut up (laughs) but this is like 16 year old kid (laughs) like why it's like Like, niagara is niagara like yes. It's such a bizarre place, and I love it yeah. so much. So
0: you called it Scum Buddies. My dad and his buddies, they'd go and do, like, football picks there. And they, yeah. I don't know why they did it. They always had beef with the owner for some <laughs> reason. But they, they used to be, like, really good at, like, big football picks. So they just go around <laughs> to all the local bars. But they called it Slop Buddies. Slop. That was pretty yeah. good, too. Yeah, it's a, similar. Yeah, The, you the cou-
1: block of a difference as well. Like, up the street was Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. and it's, like, super mellow. And then you go down the street to Scumbuddies, and like, there's guaranteed to be like someone waving a knife around in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's probably like a six-year-old kid who got <laughs> in with a fake ID. Yeah, it's so sick. Yeah, oh, people
0: are <laughs> learning a lot about the Niagara region right you now. It's great. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: it's it's. uh What did you think about growing up there?
0: It was interesting. Yeah, like, I think uh, that's the best way to put I it. I felt like I almost. I don't know. I, I didn't realize it, but I didn't really belong there, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Especially in high school, like, I just, like, almost, like, me telling you earlier that I was so hesitant to do, follow, like, my creative path, which was, like, such a natural thing within me. Like, I don't Mm. know where I got it from. And uh, just, like, I always felt like some kind of alien. Like, everybody was, like, kind of, like, pursuing, like, oh, I want to be on the football team. Or just, like, yeah. Like, I love sports, but it was, like... Everything was just pro sports, and I was just, like, yeah. I don't know, not, like, really brace for wanting to, like, make a film. Like, yeah, I met you, and we had our little projects in, like, tech class and stuff. Absolutely. But other than just, like, meeting a few people like you, like, I couldn't, like, pick up a camera with my buddies and just be like, hey, let's make a movie this weekend. Yeah. They were just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to do that. Well,
1: (laughs) it's so funny, too, because, like, it was very pro sports. Yeah. Like, everything, like, had to go around sports. And, like, when I first got there in grade nine and started skateboarding, Mm -hmm. everyone was, like, all the jocks were, like, fucking skateboarder. Like, just so pissed. And then I think – I don't even know what changed the tide. But girls started to really like skateboarders. Mm-hmm. Maybe again, Avril Lavigne. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, we're talking <laughs> about the was, early 2000s skater boy. Yeah, hopefully it mm. was Avril or, or you some, were the skater, skater boy back. yeah. But like the tide had changed, and the next thing you know, all the jocks were like, "Hey, like let's hang and like <laughs> dressing and like wearing Quicksilver and shit." And it's like, oh, yeah. dude, yeah,
0: yeah. And people seem like I don't know if it's just because we're like we were like weird all weird awkward teenagers people were just so flip floppy with their personalities uh-huh. around there oh, for and... sure
1: yeah <laughs> it's really funny like my brother's 10 years younger mm. and we went through so many funny stages with clothes you know remember we'd like bleach our hair oh, and yeah. like we'd wear like the like the, the dad jeans and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that and you look at old photos and you're just like oh god like that's so bad looking and then <laughs> his generation has always been like t-shirt and jeans Like, Mm -hmm. nothing, like, risky, and people are like, oh, they got fidget spinner." I'm like, yeah, that's not really, like, you're not posing for a photo (laughs) with, like, a a fidget spinner, you know? It's not going to come back and haunt you, but, yeah, like, it's just weird. Mm. Oh, also, this, this is so weird to me. They were never taught cursive. Oh. So, not only can they not sign their names, they print their names, but, like, I can write, like, anything, and my brother can't read it, but he's in Ivy University,
0: Oh, really they stopped cursive. They stopped
1: teaching cursive.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. Is it's, that like a world or like a like a Canadian wide thing? I know or?
1: it's definitely in the Niagara district because him and his friends <laughs> like have no clue how to read cursive. It's insane.
0: That's weird. to But me. even
1: like they can't sign their names. Like I was saying, it's because they print. My parents are like, no, you like you need to learn a signature. <laughs> that's super sketchy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
1: Also, I don't know if it's because of like maybe the internet age. Yeah. But he was telling me in his civics class, like, three-quarters of his class thought Obama was our president. <laughs> so it's just, like... It's really frightening. And, okay, <laughs> hey, uh, remember the literacy test? Which is literally, like, you read, like, a paragraph, and it's, like, Mr. Mouse wanted some cheese. And then the question at the bottom's, like, what did Mr. Mouse want? And you're, like, Mr. Mouse wanted the cheese. And you're, like, yeah. what is this?
0: Or it's, like, put in the comma in the right place. Absolutely,
1: yeah. But, like, half his grade had failed the literacy test mm. it's really bizarre it's a weird internet
0: age right yeah, now weird, weird times
1: we were shaking our canes right now <laughs> yeah yeah definitely because like i'm Ripper sure Sanders. there's some
0: like millennial listening to this and they're just like yeah we don't fucking write cursive <laughs> you old bitch and like we do everything on our ipads absolutely and like, <laughs> what's a whiteboard yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like yeah, it's such such weird, like, change from, like, when we were back there. And, uh, yeah, so you, you mentioned you hit 19, you went to, like, film school. Yeah. And I don't know if it was around then, but I think one of the first projects I've seen of yours, like, pop up randomly on the internet. Did you do a documentary of Xanta?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, good research, dude. That was actually... I had, like, got out of film school, and there was, like, that haunting realization that, like, nobody's looking for, like, a film school degree. Yeah. Like, no one's, like, hey, new graduate, like, come direct for me. Like, that just doesn't happen. So I was, like, pa and trying to figure out, like, how to become a director. Cool, and cool. And then I had, like, run into Xanta. And yeah. I was, like, so fascinated with him. Like, he, yeah. like, kind of scares me. And people who are listening, Xanta was this super buff dude who like wore a shirt or wore shorts like short shorts and a santa hat and he would just do push-ups and he was so loud and so was so
0: intense so it was just like a it was like a mix of scott steiner from wcw <laughs> and, <laughs> and santa claus and he'd be like you'd see him like if you if you're from toronto or like and you lived here like five years ago you've seen zanta around And he'd be, like, on the subway just doing chin-ups in front of people. And he's like, oh, you you bet I can do, like, 40 push-ups? And they're just like, no. And then he'd just do, like, 40 push-ups in front of them. The first
1: time I saw him, he was wearing, like, leather shorts. yeah, And he wasn't wearing a shirt. And he was on the subway. And he was, like going nuts and he was doing push-ups and like he was like rattling he's like and i was like oh god i like got off the subway because i was like this dude's on smack
0: (laughs) so your first impression is like i gotta get away from him and then later something clicked where it's like i need to hang out with him i need to film him because no
1: one's ever like really like freaked me out and intrigued me like that so Mm -hmm. i had just met uh my buddy pat mcguire and we both had cameras and i was like dude i got in contact with xana and, like, I had called him, like, on his home phone. Oh, really? And he, like, yeah. would call me back and, like, leave me messages. We were, like, playing phone tag, and he'd leave me, the, like, the most bizarre <laughs> voicemails. And I wish I still had was them. It,
0: was it when he'd, like, leave a voicemail, was he, like, yelling it? Oh, like, yeah. Hey, no, it was, it was like, like,
1: nuts. And then, <sighs> so we had, like, filmed him for, like, a week. And we would do it in, like, intervals of, like, an hour or two. Like, enough that we, like, had the footage, but also, like, he he's really annoying. Yeah. So we could, like... We did it in, like, you know, an hour, and we're like, hey, we need a break. We'll, like, catch up with you. So he goes missing for, like, a week, and he's not picking up his phone. And then I get a three-way call from his mom and him, but he's in prison. And his mom's like, all right, well, Xanta is in jail again. And they're, like, arguing over the
0: phone, and I'm like, what? So I heard, like, I've never been to prison, but... Like, on TV, they're always like, you get one phone call. Were you his phone call? (laughs) I actually never
1: realized that. Yeah.
0: It's like, okay, we need to kill two birds with one stone. I'm going to call my mom. And then mom, three-way to (laughs) Pat.
1: But I was, like, I was so confused. And I was like, what the shit? And then I was like, this is really weird. I, like, didn't say anything on the phone. I was just like, I even, like, called up my friend. And I was like, you'll never believe this. Like, Xana called me. Well, his mom called me. But he's in jail. And we had, like, this three-way call. I just sort of like stood there like, what the hell is this? Because they were just arguing on the phone. And then it was probably like two weeks later, I was walking past the courthouse on Queen Street. Sure enough, Xanta's outside. And he's like, Pat, like, I need you. And I was like, what the hell? And he's screaming and he's not wearing a shirt. He's like, I have a court case right now.
0: can I borrow a shirt (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing he doesn't have a shirt because he doesn't wear shirts but I'm like
1: 19 and I feel terrible for this dude and I'm just like yeah, dude, let's go in there. They had to, like, court-appoint him a shirt, and he represented <laughs> himself. And he's like, the, court, the judge is, like, try to talk, but he's like, My name is Santa, and I'm going to do a thousand push-ups a day. Wow! Judge is, so, like,
0: so you got to go in the courtroom for this?
1: I don't even know. I like, can't even remember what he was even wow. trying to prove in court. I yeah. just remember, like people had like shown up like other lawyers and they were doing their best not to laugh. And then his lawyer after like put me in a room and is like, well, what's your relationship to him? I'm like, I literally don't have one. Like yeah. I just point a camera at him here and there and we're trying to make this documentary. And then he's just like, Oh, he told me like your family. And I was like, Oh crap. No mm. dude. So I kind of like, had kept my distance and we had all this footage for probably about a year. And then my friend, Pat McGuire, started interning at Vice. And this is right when they started VBS. Oh, okay. Yeah. So one of the first things that Toronto maybe ever put out was my Xanta documentary I did with Pat McGuire. Ah. And Pat McGuire was still on Vice? Yeah, still cool. at Vice, and he climbed from intern to head of content. But that was the first, like, kind of, m- not really major, but significant thing I ever really did cool was that xanta and that's so funny you brought that up because i had completely forgotten about that
0: yeah and it, it actually like uh you said oh good research i actually didn't research at all for this interview to be <laughs> keep it 100 <laughs> as a kid say but i was like i like was, I was thinking cup. like my history with like pat and i'm just like okay so like i haven't really like sat down and talked with you since like almost high school or whatever. Yeah. And then I was just thinking like, what do I know Pat from? And it's like, Oh yeah, he did that documentary with Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way I'm going to ask you about this. Cause I just remember seeing it pop up on Facebook yeah. or something. Do you
1: remember? Yeah. Um, this is like probably 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like in a Starbucks and I was looking at, I was like, my my head was down and I was kind of like looking at people's shoes and I, you were wearing like some skate shoes. And I was like, Man, those are really nice. I looked up, and it was you. Oh,
0: wait. Yeah. Okay, so I...
1: And we went back oh to my house God, to Oh, yes! my God, yes! Yeah. Uh,
0: wow. That's crazy. Like, you just broke my brain right here. Because yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the last time we saw each other was in high school. And now I'm remembering, yeah, we did go to your house. And I was, like, at your place till, like, sunrise with all your buddies. Yeah. Just drinking around this uh Absinthe uh, does crazy
1: things. That's very funny. I had, like... Just moved into that house from like a haunted house I was living in in Kensington, mm-hmm. and like it was it was crazy. I was like, it was such a relief to be out of there. Did I ever tell you about that? No, I want to yeah, hear about this. It's pretty gnarly. No one like really wants to be like ghost guy, okay? And like this, <laughs> I, I'll i be <laughs> the ghost such a guy. I actually story. tried to get a
0: ghost medium in here. <laughs> oh, no way, yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: this story kind of goes kind of towards that direction, actually, okay? Yeah, so um, we had moved into this place on like Oxford, and uh. Oxford and what's the one street? Sorry, I'm drawing a blank, but yeah, it's like 119 Oxford was our, our house number. And All it's right. just like this kind of older house. It's kind of like in the suburbs of Kensington. And we had moved there, and it was really, really cool. Like, it's, it's this huge house. There was like six bedrooms, but only... Me and two other girls lived there. Ooh, creepy. So and, lots of space <laughs> Funny enough, and... we were paying 666 each, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is, like, so ironic. Um, but, like, the first, like, time that we ever kind of realized we had something was mm-hmm. I was dating someone at the time, and we were, like, fast asleep, and my door, like, flew open and smoked the wall. Ooh. And it, like, kind of, like, it just sort of woke us up, and I thought, like, a window was open. So I kind of, like, went around the hallway, and all the windows were closed. I'm like, that's weird. So I went to the bathroom, and we had one of those push locks, like, in the door, Mm -hmm. and closed it. And (laughs) so I'm taking a leak, and I just, like, I'm, like, thinking about the door, and all of a sudden, I just hear the lock, like, pop, and the door starts to open, and I'm like,
0: Oh, my God. That's weird, because
1: I, like, totally didn't believe in ghosts at this time, Mm -hmm. like, at all. And so I go back to bed, and I don't know how I fell asleep, so... Easily. But the next morning, the girl I was dating was like, I didn't sleep at all because there was someone walking around your room the entire night, like, aggressively whispering at me to get out." And she's like, I didn't move because I was so scared. Like, I couldn't move. Wow. So I didn't, like, say anything to my other two girl roommates. And the next day, they were like, my one girl roommate's like, I have this weird cut on my thigh. And... I was like, oh, that's really weird. And I'm, like, not saying anything about, the, like, what happened. Yeah, yeah. And then my next girl roommate's like, I have a really weird cut on my thigh, too. And it was in the same spot, and it was in, like, the same cut. Yes. So it was, like, we're like, oh, okay, we, like, might have something really weird. And then it was doing, like, really weird poltergeisty start, like, type of shit. Mm-hmm. Where it was, like, you could hear him, like, walk up the stairs. And it was, like, running taps and, like, slamming doors And my friend's band had stayed with us. Yeah. And I had, like, I didn't say anything because they were sleeping in my living room. And I was like, I just don't want to, like, freak them out or whatever. And then the next morning, they're like, hey, dude, like, I had, like, woken up because your voice was in the basement, like, telling me to come downstairs. And, like, the band woke up, and they're like, why is he making us go down into the dark basement? And you weren't downstairs? I was upstairs. (sighs) Yeah. I got goosebumps. It was, was like, yeah, it was intimidating. It was, like, sorry, uh, doing impressions of us, which is, like, kind of funny. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, It's like the fucking clown from It. But what got really crazy was I was telling my friend, like, these stories, and we were at my house. And he's like, dude, we should, like, bring a camera down there and see, like, if we can catch it. Mm. So we're, like, we're in the basement and we're kind of, like, just talking. And it, it, like, it felt like it got so cold. And we were looking across the hallway and we just see, like, it'd be kind of like if you would saw, like, somebody, like, walking through the dark. Okay. Where you can't make out features, but you know, like, oh, that's somebody walking through the dark. Yeah, just like a
0: silhouette.
1: Absolutely. So it, like, walked past and we just, like, we both, like, froze. And we're, like, holy shit. And, like, if he wasn't there, I would totally think, like, my eyes were, like, making things yeah, up. Yeah, but
0: he saw the same thing. But he was, like, do you Fuck. see it? So he yeah. starts
1: to try to talk to it.
0: Okay. And then we
1: could see, like, little glimpses of it. Like, it kept, like, coming and going. And then I just bugged out, dude. I, like, ran and, like <laughs> turned on the light switches and I ran outside. And I was, like, no, like, I, I can't do this. But then we remembered we had the camera down there. Mm-hmm. So we're, like, holy shit. So we like a a beer for courage. And, like, <laughs> and, like, and My last camera. beer. So like, oh, we man. have this camera, and I can like I can give you like the audio from it, and you can maybe play it, yeah, it at Yeah, that'd be amazing. So yeah. we're like replaying the tape, and we can't really see anything, but while we're talking, somebody's clothes are like moving around. Like you can hear like swishing of clothes. Like he's wearing like baggy clothes, and you hear like, and you can hear his footsteps like circle around us. And then while my friend was talking to him, he mm. was replying. And it caught it on tape, but we couldn't hear. But you it. couldn't hear.
0: Holy he's shit. He's like
1: he tells the ghost, he's like, uh, you have to leave now, like this house isn't yours. And then he's like, if it must. And it's like
0: Oh. Uh, the funniest comment I got fuck. about
1: that, my one friend's like, I think he's saying it's Kate Moss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, Kate Moss. <laughs> so
1: we had this, like, audio clip, and we were on this skateboarding forum, and we're like, we caught a ghost on tape. Yeah. It was, like, super hype. And then I get this random call from my buddy, and he's like, dude, like, my mom's a producer for, uh, like, not Ghostbusters, sorry. Although uh, oh, the Ghost Hunters are one the, of those yeah, shows? Yeah, it's, like, me. one of those shows. And she's, like, she, like, is really hyped on this clip. Do you mind if she gives you a call? I was like, of course. Yeah. So they planned an episode, and I was like, okay, we got to, like, keep our our identities kind of, like, anonymous, because I know my landlord is going to be so, so pissed. Yeah, yeah. So they come. We filmed the episode. They brought in a median. And I actually had, like, my managers from work who did not believe this story. Mm-hmm. And they went in the basement, and they said they were, like, looking around, and, like, two hands just, like, went on both their shoulders. Jesus fuck. Yeah, so, like, it was doing shit like that, and they were, like, they laughed, because they're like, this is too scary. Yeah. And I always thought those shows were kind of, like, bullshit. Mm-hmm. But... While she was trying to do a seance, I swear, like, wrenches were flying off the wall in the basement. I'm not kidding. It was oh. so gnarly. And then, uh, <laughs> so after the episode happened, I was like, you know, I'm going to call my landlord and just kind of tell her, like, we have, we've been, like, dealing with a ghost for, like, <laughs> the past year.
0: So when you called her, did you just say it like that? It's <laughs> no, no, like, yo, there's a fucking ghost was in here. It <laughs> such
1: an awkward phone call. It's like, yeah. hey, I got a quick question. Because she, uh, they kind of did the research on the house. Mm-hmm. And this dude had like killed himself in the basement, so they kind of pulled up that information, and I was like, "Hey, um, so weirdly, weirdly enough, we've like been dealing with a ghost for the past year." She's like, "No, there's no ghost," and I was like, "No, but like I'm telling you, like I have it like on tape, and like I've seen it," and she's like, "No, you didn't."
0: Oh, it's like it's like you're like not so the first gets, person to it, yeah, come it to it. It's like.
1: She gets her brothers who I've never spoken to in my entire life or even knew they existed. So one dude calls me and is like, hey, I'm just calling to tell you there isn't a ghost. And I was like, okay, word. But, like, <laughs> again, so I hang up the phone. Like, five minutes later, another dude calls me and is, like, like kind of mocking me about it. Yeah. Like, he's, like, kind of a dick about
0: mm-hmm. this whole thing. <laughs> just, like, and some I was jock like, teasing you. Like... Well,
1: kind of. But, like, <laughs> sounded like he was drinking. <laughs> like, it was gnarly, and then a week later, she kicked us out of the house. <laughs> they know too much. And yeah, it was like it wasn't even like the sixty day notice either. Oh, they were so just, like she was, was like a like, whole get out. big deal of this. Yeah, because I don't like, think that's legal. No, not at all. <laughs> so that's when we found the house that. I had like just moved into that house when I saw you.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 I didn't know you had this crazy ordeal. Yeah. Before. I don't really.
1: I don't know. It's, I guess it's out in the open now. But yeah. Cause no one wants to be Ghost Guy. Dude, <laughs> dude.
0: At the same time, this is something I don't talk about either. And it's kind of like a reason why I was just like not overly skeptical and going along with your story. But I had a similar experience. Like, um, wasn't as intense of getting like cuts on your legs or shit like you. But, uh, it's when I went to college in Hamilton. I was living on the mountain up there, just kind of by uh, the school there. Mm. And um, yeah, just in the student house, me, three girls, or whatever. There was just like a weird energy in this house. It's very, very fucking old house. Like a negative? Yeah, yeah. Like negative, and like I'd be having these weird dreams and. Also, throughout my life, like, since I was a teenager, I, I started getting, like, sleep paralysis. Oh, like, that's the randomly. worst. But it would always be, like, every couple months or something. Yeah. But this, it was almost every two days I get sleep paralysis. And I'd, like, see these entities that would talk to me. And, like, and it was in the oh, creepy, the, it was, like, this heavy, creepy energy of something that doesn't want us in this house. Right. And, uh what reminded me of this, this is like something I block out of my memory just so I can like sleep (laughs) at night. (laughs) But like you reminded me this when you were talking about your doors opening. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was at home. I was just like, had my door shut. I don't remember if there was a lock or whatever. And this, this happened often too. I'd hear pop. And then it's almost like the handle got twisted real fast and the door would just kind of slowly swing open. And uh, this happened one day. I was home alone and I'm like, I'm looking around everywhere for an open window. I'm like, there has to be a fucking open window somewhere. Mm. And there's no fucking breeze, nothing. And plus like, it's not like, it's like to open my door, you need to twist the handle too. Like it doesn't just like fly open. So, that's one of many things. And I used to have like a bunch of like people crash on my house. Like we'd be all partying. My friends come over. My one friend Marie, she stayed a week on my house. And she's right. like, they'd ever, each and every one of them said they just saw like a figure. Like as they're sleeping on the couch, they wake up and just see like Ugh. somebody in the kitchen who wasn't like really there. Yeah. And, the, and they're just like, they'd without even like talking to each other they individually told me like yo your house is fucked like i saw something yeah. and yeah i had some like wild sleep paralysis moments like it's so like I hate that shit i'm getting so much. i'm getting like goosebumps yeah. even thinking about it and like even yeah my roommates would see like little like fucking random shit and then so years went by. I moved out of that house. I was still living in Hamilton. Right. And I went to visit a friend who lived in that neighborhood. And she was, like, an older, like, lady. She was, like, uh, she just went back to school for something to do. She was, like, in her 40s. And yeah. And we were, like, in her 20s. And we, she was, like, the cool mom. We'd come to her house. She'd do, like, a barbecue and, like. But she was, like, one day we all got, like, bombed in her backyard. She was throwing, like, a little party. Yeah. And she was, like, hey, I want to tell you guys something. it's, like, she's, like, I see, like. Sometimes, like in my house, like these, like fucking, like spirits. And she was telling Shit. me, and she looked in the history, and apparently, there was a war hospital on that street. and this this started this started (laughs) connecting to me with my old house where it was like the only time i had this experience it was on the same block as her right and she was telling me it's just like yeah it's like people with like war victims would come and like just die there and shit and i'm like oh interesting and yeah yeah it's like so it kind of like that and sleep paralysis kind of opened my mind that there might be a layer to things that we just cannot see
1: well, uh, it's it's a weird thing. The thing that's so freaky about ghosts is like you can't really like stone cold stunner a ghost. Mm-hmm. Like if there's an alien, it's like boom, switch in music. You're done, <laughs> yeah, bro. yeah. Ghost shoot is, like, that
0: motherfucker. <laughs> what am <laughs> Yeah. Other
1: than just like I guess like run around in circles like Homer on the ground, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just doing the circle. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a really cool crazy moment, and it, it's kind of funny too because. The ghost didn't start showing up until I put a mini ramp in the backyard. We had like uh, a drift skate shop when it was in Kensington. They're like gave away their half pipe, That's and I was like, dope. I was like, I'm gonna take it. And they're like, Where are you gonna put? I'm like, I'm gonna put it in the garage. And they're like, It's not gonna fit in the garage. I'm like, I'll make it fit. So <laughs> yeah, me and my buddy Aaron Power boy. built it. We had like the full garage it was like a fucking half pipe. And we drank. <laughs> okay, That's so, so sick, dude. We were so hammered. And we're like, okay, we're done. But the rafters are up there. Mm-hmm. And you, like, we can't skate it because the rafters are in the way. It's so high. With handsaws and two bottles of wine, we handsaw <laughs> cut out the rafters.
0: Were I'm, you scared of the roof, like, caving we in? We were or?
1: giggling the entire time, like, this might be it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were like, yeah.
1: when you want to skate that bad and you're that drunk, and, like, you got handsaws, like, the sky's the limit, apparently. You could do <laughs> but anything But like, yeah, like... It never caved in. At one point, a raccoon got in. Cause the, I guess maybe it did cave in a little bit. <laughs> but a raccoon got in. It's bad. End. We were all good. Oh fuck. Yeah. So
0: you know what probably happened? That ghost. He built that garage, and then you fucking cut I, it de- up. Yeah, I deserved like, everything. Get out. Yeah,
1: definitely deserved it. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't even be mad about it. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> so,
0: are you? A f- you're probably like me too. From these experiences, you're more scared if you watch a horror movie and it's supernatural I, over I a slasher. Like or,
1: it's crazy. Like I think there's a really cool resurgence of where horror films are going. Mm-hmm. I just like they're not for me. I yeah, it's yeah. exactly that. Like even jump scares, I just like I don't like it. I love Get Out. I think that's really cliche to say, but I think Get Out and like 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later are, like yeah, brilliant yeah. films. But, yeah, I don't know. Horror films, like, yeah. I hate going to, like, Midnight Madness and being like, yeah, I'm probably going to jump a lot. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, like, stare at the corner of the screen while something gnarly gross <laughs> happens. And it's funny, like, doing, uh, you know, short films and stuff. And, like, I know exactly, like, if somebody's, like, getting their eyes ripped out, I know exactly, like, how they did it. And <laughs> yeah. it still is, like, oh, it's so gross. It's, yeah, it's so... that's, like,
0: I don't... Even though like you might dislike those movies, it's almost like it's like props to the movie for making you feel that way. Absolutely, I have an
1: appreciation for it, but mm -hmm. it's not something I like seek out. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely,
0: absolutely. I find like uh, a lot of like the newer horror films. I wasn't like too impressed with. Like it seemed like they were doing like a formula. And then just a couple years ago, I watched uh, Insidious. And I think the fourth one came out this weekend. Oh, is that the
1: one where it's, like, that couple, they go to a house to, like, find the ghost? It's almost like, it's yeah. It's like an old house. Oh, I, actually, I saw that years ago. That's probably, like, what, five years old?
0: Yeah, and there's, like, there's... The fourth one came out this weekend in the theater. I haven't watched it, yeah. but the first three, it, there's just something about it that frightens me so much because yeah. it relates to... Uh, Almost that feeling of me going into sleep paralysis and what I saw going (laughs) segue back to like my old story and being in that house and stuff. And I'm like, yo, whoever wrote this movie had an experience just like me. And I watched those ones and I'm just like, this is too real. It makes me uncomfortable. But at the same time, I'm like. It also makes it like my favorite modern horror movie because it's like a relatable type well, of scary. Well, what's funny so
1: much so, like about Insidious the first one was it looked exactly like my Kensington house. It was like really rustic and old. Mm-hmm. And there's that one scene where the kids like it's in the corner and they're staring in that corner. It like reminded me so much of my experience. I was like I like just, it's the closest, no, I, no. It's the closest <laughs> I've come to like tapping out in a movie. I was like eh, <laughs> yeah. just so creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So you make short films yourself now? Yes, sir. and yeah. like uh, I saw your one comedic one and Oh, the the new one. Did did that get released? Am no, I allowed to talk it, about it, it or no? Uh,
1: we can talk about it. We actually just got into a few film festivals which I can't talk about, but Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to release that. It was uh it was a really cool experience. Yeah. To well it's unfortunate. Um Bravo Fact is done. And for those who are listening, Bravo Fact is a government funded. Uh, funding thing for short films and music videos and it Mm. it really did fuel the local filming community and it's really sad that it's gone it's been around forever and it's launched so many careers that I don't know what young independent filmmakers are going to do now
0: Oh, that's shitty. So is it comparable to, uh, like, a much fact? Cause, it's like, the same thing. Okay, because, like, cause, yes, like I kind of, like, I focus my filming in the music industry, and I notice, like, like a lot of people, like, these another grants. And that's the thing has gone, and, and it, it, yeah. a
1: lot of places are now screwed because of it. And it, it's really, it's garbage. Mm-hmm. It's, it really is just garbage at the end of the day. And there's the argument where it's, like, if you're giving out funding, then you need to be kind of getting that money back, and that's not a th- it's a terrible argument. Yeah. It's this has been a, a government funded thing for so long and it's helped project careers bringing more income into Canada.
0: Yeah, and also like push like Canadian artists like
1: Canadian artists like but it's exactly what I'm saying as well. It's like you pro- you project these people and they start making movies that's bringing the income back. Like yeah, you spent 20 grand on a short film like you funded that. But that's coming back in spades if this person's career launches and they do a movie in Toronto and all the people they're employing as well. So I think that argument's really bullshit.
0: Yeah, yeah. And actually, I'm not going to say his name and jinx it, but so far, I got uh, a guest that possibly might come in next weekend who's kind of um, pushing against, like almost like saying a fuck you to Rogers and Bell. Interesting. Because of what happened. I guess I, I need to, like, study up on like some more uh details but uh apparently it's like the reason why like much music and all our fucking canadian stations aren't as entertaining as they used to be right it's just two companies bought it and now it's just like just a slew of excuses for advertising mm-hmm. and like
1: have you been watching uh viceland at all
0: uh no not lately i used to watch it a treat lot. yourself treat yourself okay, like yeah.
1: honestly like it's i love what they're doing so much I think that a lot of content on TV, although I, I'm not saying it's bad by any means, but yeah, it's just yeah. like it's not for me personally. Like, yes, it just doesn't really it... cater to my humor and what I find entertaining, but I, I really find Viceland having such an open mind about things. Yeah, and really it's beautiful because it's a Toronto
0: uh, company as well. And absolutely, yeah. and
1: working for Vice has was fantastic. My show came out uh, in March of last year, a game show
0: oh, shit, I didn't know this. Yeah, I, uh
1: <laughs> It's actually pretty funny. That. So do you
0: still do this game show, or was it just no, like it a little season? No, it was like
1: season? a one season. What it was, was, uh, it was almost like a, kind of like a feature in a way that I wrote. Okay. It was about a guy who has a shitty Japanese game show, and it's his lifelong dream to have this, but <laughs> uh, it's a downward spiral. Like, his wife leaves him because of it, and uh, one of the main things about this story is, we're... We actually made a game show set that looked very Japanese, and the games are very real, but so are the contestants. I hired people off Craigslist, unknowingly, to tell this story. Wow. So, for example, in the first episode, his wife leaves him, and mm. then we had a game called Karaoke Fun Time, yeah. where they like eat hot peppers, and like, they're supposed to sing this song, and it's supposed to be like super fun, but his wife had left him hours prior, so he's clinically depressed, So he's, like, crying, and he's having a tough time, and these contestants, like, don't know why he's having these meltdowns, and they don't know why he's crying. Whoa.
0: Okay, so you got the people off Craigslist. They think they're part of this game show. They,
1: like, they (laughs) – so it's really funny. A little side story. Um, Finding these people, I actually put it up on, like, Craigslist and Facebook, and I'm like, hey, I'm doing a game show. And three people, like, verbatim asked me, are you going to throw a snake at me? (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't, if you would have s- asked
0: me to come to the job i'd probably ask I you that question why <laughs> I hate three people
1: asked me like that same thing and like i i'll never know and i'm so confused but, but anyways though yeah so we had these people and like the second one i hired a bunch of bodybuilders okay. uh in speedos and the mm. game is called uh human hunk tetris so these greased up hunks uh, also at the start of the episode he can't find a babysitter for a son now that his wife's gone so (laughs) these two contestants have to drag these hunks in speedos and all of a sudden his son bursts in the studio be like dad I want to go home and he's like shut the fuck up Cody (laughs) 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 so he gets into this huge argument and then he just leaves so there's just these two contestants and, like, these dudes in Speedos who are, like, now, like, beyond words, just, like, weirded out. <laughs> like, but it just keeps going. It was ten episodes, and it came out, and it cool. was, can, like... Cool. Can
0: we watch it online, Absolutely. Too? Yeah. Yes! If you
1: go, um, I'll, like, I'll send you the link, but, yeah, if you just kind of Google, I think it's, like, game show exclamation point. Yeah. Actually, that was kind of I like am fishy. so
0: fucking intrigued Yeah. This right now. <laughs> all
1: ten episodes are in it, and it's... I was actually talking about this the other day, like... I had wrote it uh, with my friend Scott Cudmore, but I, like, don't remember really writing it. Like, it's, like, a piece of my memory that's gone, and I was, like, rewatching it, and I'm like, I don't know how I came up with these games. Wow. Or, like, this story. It's just something that's, like, been erased from my mind. I remember, like, sending it to Scott, and he's like, this would be cool if we did this. And I was like, of course. But Mm. nothing in between yeah. The, yeah you feel
0: like you were almost like just possessed and went with the flow <laughs> yeah, and, and it just so. kind of just happened i think then...
1: like because that year sucked so much for me that mm-hmm. i think i wanted it so bad that i was working so hard for this to be like the best it possibly could be that like i just kind of blanked and it just like worked and uh, that was another thing too is like some of our games are so fucking insane like we had like people sniffing animal shit trying <laughs> to guess like which animal did it and i was like telling friends and like i'd have meetings about this and they're like you actually expect people to come in off the internet and sniff animal shit and i'm like yeah and i think that's like a big problem (laughs) right now (laughs) is a lot of people are like kind of like naysayers Yeah, yeah oh you think like this is gonna work i'm like yeah like you don't know until you try it and like there's so many things that like it's so ridiculous I think it's the more ridiculous it is, and the more it's not going to work, it's going to work.
0: Yeah, especially if it's something like I find like a lot of naysayers will be like, "Yo, like, I don't know," like they just say they don't know it's going to work because it's like an idea that's unfamiliar for them. But that's also that unfamiliar territory is something so stimulating if somebody hasn't seen that before ever. Absolutely. I don't know. It's just like watching television or listening mm. to music or whatever your art form is. It's just all experience, and if you can bring somebody a new experience, like mm. you're gonna, they're gonna be fucking intrigued yeah. no matter what it is, because there's so much shit out there right now. It's the same idea, absolutely, hashed over and over and over and over, and that's cool. As, that was connected with Vice, and that everything.
1: was yeah, that was a, a project I did under Vice, and working with them was really great like i you know i had been directing with random at best which we can talk about later for sure yeah yeah um i've been directing with them and I, i find like you know i've done maybe 30 or 40 short films and a lot of places are like uh yeah i guess but vice was like yeah dude like anything you want they gave me like the keys to the creative kingdom the only feedback that they had was a game that was technically illegal (laughs) (laughs) i had this game called kitty bunny snake yeah and the whole joke was you're gonna put your hand in and either feel a kitty a bunny or a snake and the snake was just gonna bite you oh fuck and they're like like no (laughs) but i had called like a snake wrangler and i was like do you have like snakes without teeth? And she was like offended. She's like, no, all of our snakes have teeth. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Can uh, we <laughs> uh,
0: detooth your uh, snakes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? Got any old snakes with no teeth? <laughs> yeah. But no, it was like she was like bummed. I even like asked, but I was like, well, the snake is probably gonna bite this person. Like, if it smells the kitty or the bunny, it's gonna be like mad as shit. Oh. And if you put your hand near its face, it's gonna think it's food. And I was like. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) They're like, are the games coming along? And I sent them, and they're like, sick, sick, sick what the hell? No. This, like, they're like, Pat, back out, you're I fucked. I think legal team was probably like, outside doing like, laps, like chain smoking, like this motherfucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, like, That's that, beautiful, was, that was a really cool experience and I yeah. like have really nothing but positive things to say about Vice. They're so fantastic and I think the content they're putting out is mm-hmm. super impressive and really cool and we need a voice like them right now. Yeah, Especially yeah. Especially in, you know, I, I think there's a lot of fantastic of Canadian content but we definitely need more and more variety and more things that cater to people like you and me yeah absolutely I agree I agree and Uh it's
0: I don't know it's like I see like maybe a resurgence of people like pushing back to like the whole like corporate style of Mm -hmm. I don't know just media and shit like that like I see more shit like girth radio popping up and like people starting their own projects because there's not enough for people mm -hmm. right now
1: that's why people are taking the independent route like yeah there's so much good canadian content like sctv is classic kids in the hall
0: mm-hmm. like kids in
1: the hall still to this day holds up and yeah, the yeah. thing that's kind of a, a little bit of an issue is a lot of people are scared to take risks but like risk is why kids in the hall and kenny versus spenny and ed the sock they're all so great
0: yeah. it's because
1: they were different and everyone took a risk on those people. And I, I just kind of feel like Canadian content needs to start doing that a little bit more. And I would like to see that. And I would like more independent people who are like, for example, Girth Radio. Mm-hmm. You're doing this because there's nothing like this.
0: Yeah. It's, and there's
1: so many people in Toronto who want to do something different. But the gatekeepers are like, you know, we kind of want another, like white person who's bald fixing a house (laughs) we can't dude we have 20 shows of white people fixing yeah well we need three more we we got we got an hour and a half do they make money absolutely Mm -hmm. but do we have uh, an abundance of white people fixing houses absolutely and i think maybe some of that money could go towards something new that we're all very proud of
0: well, I love your spirit, man. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> when I see, I see like kids in the hall and you, and like oh, especially I like that. I don't know, it's just like you just like seem like a guy who just goes and does like what you want to see, like what you you direct something that you would find entertaining, and like I really respect that because oh, like you so much. I man. run into like a lot of like creators too, and like
1: cheers by the way. Yeah, big cheers, yeah, man. I you, love dude. this reunion right now. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And you drink when you cheers. I really respect that. Oh, you have to. Isn't, isn't that it? so weird when you cheer somebody and they don't drink? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my friend, yeah. Uh, my friend Pat McGuire, he tried to get me on to like, looking you in the eye while you cheers, but I was like, what are we, on a date? Like, no, <laughs> you just, you just got a drink. Sorry, I, Pat. I
0: heard that's like a like a, I think it's like a German thing. And you say, Prost, and you hit each other's beer, yeah. and then you look each other in the eye and you drink and then you like keep looking at each other <laughs> in the so, eye and you that's so weird and when somebody puts it down <laughs> you both do it that's it's like terrible. almost like a, a man off It just like that's like
1: a terrible joke that just went on for too long like yeah, you could yeah. just like screw with someone so hard doing that that's really mm. funny yeah yeah <laughs> we used to
0: do that in my like college house but like just purposely like just Absolutely, like chug a whole yeah. beer <laughs> and it's like oh he pros me oh, he, we don't even know what that word means yeah. <laughs> like It could be like the most like racist like like, shit. Like oh, I always just thought respect or something, but like like I mean, let's hope. And it wasn't like there wasn't Google then. Like I have no excuse for like not like researching that. Just Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna join the fun party, (laughs) (laughs) ride the wave. Oh shit, I'm a Nazi. Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) fuck
1: man. That's a really good Guinness. I'd say this Pacific Junction Hotel pours the best Guinness yes. in the city. shout out Sponsored to the sponsor. Content yeah, working, <laughs> working for this free Guinness, thank you. No, I,
0: I think that's what's special about these uh, interviews too, because uh, they're really cool. Yeah, um, like uh, my pal Sammy, who runs the uh, Girth. He always says the bar's the secret weapon. It's like you get people in here, you get them comfy. We have a good experience, and then like some of the best interviews has come out. Cause people are comfy They're having a good time And a lot of times Like I do this show And I forget that I'm recording Like it just turns into I like actually this... kind yeah, I, I of Yeah you feel forgot. that? Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get
1: home Later and be like Oh shit I'm fucked here oh, I <laughs> yeah. said all that shit about ghosts Guess <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, I'm a ghost guy
0: now This is awesome man. Yeah this, this is really This cool, is, is probably like One of my favorite talks What I do you think
1: um, Like the greatest comedy That came out of uh, Canada is
0: mm. Let me think like i don't know um, Not.
1: we'll get to movies because i think like hands down the greatest canadian like comedy is Fubar. i don't think there's like i mean strange brew is amazing hardcore yeah. logo is fantastic but that's not really i so didn't much know a hardcore
0: comedy. logo was canadian it actually is. oh fuck i haven't seen that since i was younger but i remember it's just cool being all hell. over yeah it's cool as hell yeah
1: um yeah Fubar for me definitely because mm. i've got a shotgunning beers and yeah 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 and it's like there's like
0: the whole like metal tinge to it that which i like too i'm super biased to that
1: soundtrack ripped Mm -hmm. i think you know what sctv i I think i already said it but like kenny versus spenny to me like i can watch kenny versus spenny at any given time they
0: hold up even though they were filmed like so long ago it's just like this i know seeing the dynamic between the two they're just two different people like living together and it's and all it's just...
1: real. Like, I'm sure there's things that they had to refilm, but, like, if you meet Spenny or see him in person, you're mm. like, this is not an act. And that's what makes No, he's it so actually fantastic. that neurotic, I hear, yeah, from people. Yeah, I've hung out with Kenny a few times. He's mm-hmm. done some stuff for Vice, and he actually, uh, funny enough, lives down the street from me. Oh, cool, cool. But um, Kenny is, like, it's so insane how funny he is in person. Mm. It's, like, kind of, like, it's not hard to have a conversation with him, but I can't stop laughing. To yeah. the point where it's like it's been like five minutes and I'm still like huh, 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 huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing that like awkward like, okay, the joke's done, but I keep <laughs> thinking about it and I keep laughing and like <laughs> Yeah. He's
0: just kind of got like He's this so certain rad. like what's the word to it? Like just savageness to like the way he speaks. <laughs> Last and...
1: time I saw him, we had like just finished filming game show and I was in the editing booth. Um and he had opened up a barbecue spot which was open for like a few months in Kensington, which like Bar None was the best barbecue I've ever had, including, like, going to, like, New Orleans. Cool. I'm I want to check it way. out,
0: especially since I, like, support him as, yeah. like, an artist. Yeah, and, like, and that was
1: the last time I saw him, but I really wish that barbecue place was still open. It mm. was absolutely amazing. And he was like, you better wear a diaper before you come, because you're going to fucking shit your pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, I like, was like, that's quotes yeah, like that. <laughs> he's so sick. I love that guy.
0: Yeah. And then he just, like, just, like, on the show, he just, like be so like conniving and like
1: okay do you remember the episode where they couldn't touch the ground
0: no I don't remember this one so he
1: had like tricked Spenny and he got a segue and he got on a tuxedo and he had a loaf of bread (laughs) with googly eyes that he called Ryan and he was like he kept talking to the bread and Spenny would yell at him in the bread and I'm like this is fucking brilliant (laughs) (laughs) The piece of bread with googly eyes that they called Ryan and a guy's like visibly upset by this little Yeah, He's like, fuck you and, and that's Ryan. That's so good. Like yeah. that's so funny. It's just like the simplicity of it all. I don't know. I I love that show yeah. so much.
0: They had a ghost episode too. Did you see that one? Oh, uh, the they haunted were in the house, house one. And, and then, they tried to stay overnight.
1: And then the what was it? The construction came in and started tearing down the house while they were in it and like they almost died. <laughs> that's so good the show is so fantastic i'm geeking out over it
0: yeah i i've got to reach out and try to get those guys in here i'd love to like talk to them i don't know how much media they do or whatever if Mm. even like they'd want to come in here but yeah Yeah. i gotta reach out you just inspired me for that (laughs) (laughs) maybe even get you in here and we'll talk to them or whatever Yeah. yeah but but yeah um so you're also part like a uh, you said Random at Best? Yeah, yeah Random I, at Best
1: was uh my YouTube channel. Okay, yeah. That um kind of exploded. It was it was a pretty wild ride actually. Um it's, it's So how, so
0: how did that start? Was yeah, it just like something you like I think like, right? Did you feel before like before I
1: saw you? No, I think it was at the same time. Hmm. Um myself and Mark, <laughs> we had like done nothing in film. Mm-hmm. Like very little. Like just like little tidbits here and there, but like nothing that big and we're like we're gonna write a script and then we're gonna sell it to a network and we're just gonna have a show like no experience yeah yeah. like we're like we're gonna produce it we're gonna direct it they're just gonna throw money at us like just so we're geniuses no exactly and just like so naive and just having no idea how things actually work Mm -hmm. so we had like actually met up with some pretty serious producers and i'm not sure how we got through the gates on that one yeah and they were like hey boys like I think you should probably take this YouTube route. And we're like, the fuck? No, we're just going to give it to a network. And then they're like, no, trust me. Like, you have no experience. <laughs> Practice <laughs> so first. So we were all bummed out. Them. We're like, screw it. So I remember seeing, it was uh, myself, Mark Matichuk, Ezio Bondi, John Semenassi, and Madison Ciparone, who you know from Niagara Falls, maybe. Mm-hmm. She went to the same high school as us. And Mark's actually from the Falls, too, but... He's actually, uh, he was born in a dumpster, I think. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Lightning in but... a dumpster and Mark Madjack came out. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I real listening. Um, Shout out to Mark. So, me and Mark had uh, just started like filming like little skits. Mm-hmm. And John was his roommate and he's so good behind a camera. So, we had like no money and like this huge cinematic quality to our stuff. That was like, people were, like, how much was your budget? I was like, we got a 7D, dude, and, like, a bottle of whiskey. Like, yeah. that's, that's basically it. That's what I moved to so Toronto with a 7 like, like, i yeah. I'm like, yeah, I guess
0: I got some change for a case of beer or yeah. something. Wow.
1: Um, but we kept, like, making videos, and then we would see shit go viral. I'm like, why isn't our shit going viral? And then Mark and John had, like, gotten uh, jumped in Chinatown by a bunch of bros for, like, no reason. So Mark all pissed off, was like, I want to do something that's like, fuck you, bros. <laughs> so that's when we came up with the douche. And that was our big one. It was a documentary about Toronto clubbers who are douchebags. Okay,
0: so was it like kind of like in a style of like a Bar spinal tap No, it was more like or... an Animal Planet. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's like
1: <laughs> narrated by like a fake David Attenborough.
0: Wait, oh my God, I think I you're refreshing my memory. I think I remember watching one of yeah. these back in the day from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got we had, to revisit like, these. that out, and, like, overnight yeah.
1: it went viral, and, like, a lot of things changed for us. Mm-hmm. Like, we were getting, like, interviews, and uh, we had been reached out to by Gersh in Los Angeles, who's, like, the biggest agency in the world. Nice. And they're, like... we. <laughs> we're fans of the (laughs) douche. they had like sent out for us to like go to la and we like went out and they're just like it's so crazy being out there because like just like the business tactics alone so we had to get like signed to like a youtube company so we like had meetings with like a whole bunch we had like our choice so gersh had signed us but they set up the meeting so we had like five or six meetings but the tactics that some of these people would use like this dude like would come in and be like, "Is this random at best?" Like huge fans, guys. And, like, <laughs> nice. Just kind of like pushing the envelope. But yeah. my favorite one was this dude who brought in his like sick looking dog, and he's like just adopted this dog like found it at the side of the highway trying to nurse it huge fan guys and i'm like i'm a huge fan of you like, <laughs> yeah. like my soft spot like he brings in the animals oh. like playing like in the arms of the angel and i'm like we gotta sign these motherfuckers look at this guy did with this dog super ends. funny and like we had like been doing so many skits and they just kept getting bigger and bigger and we were growing a pretty large audience and um we got signed a funnier die which was really? Like, I didn't yeah, know you did. We had, like, a Holy section shit, on Funny Die. Holy shit, dude. That's and fucking it was like, incredible. It was so funny, like, because a lot of the times when you call, like, Los Angeles, they're, yeah. like, their secret weapon is to talk. Like, you ask one question, and they literally talk for half an hour. Our <laughs> funnier or Die conversation was, like, them in a room, and then me, like, and, like, my friends on speakerphone, and they're, like, hey, so, uh, we're willing to give you, like, a section on the site if you guys are down. We're, like, we're down. Like, okay, cool, uh, all right, guys. Uh, see you. Uh, have a good
0: day. <laughs> yeah, cool.
1: It was like a minute-long phone call. I was like, I guess we're on Funny or Die now. Like- <laughs> and that's like such a
0: huge move for like a it content really creator. Cool. And it was just like the most simplest thing. And Absolutely.
1: Like, yeah. And like they were super cool to us. And then we had been talking for a little bit with the network to do a show. But with four people, uh, we all kind of had the same say. It's four cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. And when – Every single person has a different view of how the show should be. Mm. Then it makes things really difficult. We yeah. all kind of like. Did you decided, find
0: like you were all trying to like cater to each other too, or were you yeah, arguing, or was it the other way it was around? A little bit
1: of everything. Yeah. I probably could have played it a lot cooler myself. <laughs> yeah, that's part of growing, right? Mm-hmm. I definitely, yeah, definitely like look back at some shit and I'm like, uh, I should have probably played my cards a little bit better. But it's really tough when you know everyone in your group thinks they're the lead singer, but everyone's a bassist. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Mark, who plays the skin flute. <laughs>
0: oh, shit. Shout-outs to Mark. I'm you're sorry, getting Mark. fucking roasted on this one. <laughs> I, fucking, I can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> That's
1: a fantastic but yeah, we, quote.
0: Everybody thinks they're the lead singer, but But everyone's run. a fucking bassist. Mm, bars. Except for Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but
1: no, everyone, like, I we all kind of like did our own thing and everyone's doing fantastic and we're all still really close friends and it's, it's great. I'm stoked for everyone actually. But like random best really like kickstarted my career. It's one of those things that like, I'm not sure how it happened. Like it's one of those things that was just like, it just grew and it was amazing and it was such a cool time in my life. And yeah, I'm just very lucky that I was part of it.
0: Yeah, it's it's beautiful when you can just start doing something creative and then it un- unconsciously just, like, turns into something We loved and...
1: it so much. Like, it was mm. so fucking cool. Like, just to, like, like, we'd just have meetings. We'd be drinking. i like, I have an idea. And either they'd be like, Dad, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, let's go out and film this. And we had, like, a little bit of budget here and there. And, like, it was just so crazy seeing, like, you make something that was, like, once an idea. It's like a piece of pen, paper, you know, a piece of pen, piece of <laughs> yeah, paper and a pen. Yeah, yeah. Um, And you just write it down and, like, a few months later, it's, like, on the internet and, like, people from, like, around the world are commenting on it. And that's, mm-hmm. like, that's such a weird feeling. Yeah,
0: especially get that, getting that, uh, I don't know, just that seeing that happen, it probably just motivates you to do the next thing and the next thing Absolutely. and the next thing. Yeah. You're like, I can do this and...
1: Well, that's that's exactly what I'm saying, too, is a lot of people are like, what are you going to do, start a YouTube channel, get, like, all these views? Like, that's not going to happen. It's like, yes, it, it can, it fucking, can, it can yeah. happen to anyone. Like, if you, you can think of anything, and if you try it, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't happen overnight. Like, you really have to want it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've been here for 12 years and, like, been constantly, like, there's a lot of ups and downs. But, like, the downs, I'm like, you remember the ups. You have to, like, want to be here. Or the downs are you're just like, fuck it, I'm gonna go and I don't know, start blowing dudes on Cherry Street. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But, <laughs> 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 but it's one of those things where it's like you have to wanna be here and you have to be here for like the shittiest of times. Mm. Like there's been times where like I've literally like had nothing on my plate. Yeah. I feel and I'm you just too, like, man, I feel you. What the hell with that. do I do next? Yeah. And then that next thing comes and you're like I'm so stoked. I stuck it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and
0: it's like you mentioned earlier, like having moments of almost like wanting to quit. And I hear that from so many people who are successful artists who are yeah. in music or like film comedians and stuff. It's like almost like a similar story. It's like, it's not going to be perfect. Like, yeah. You could be a genius and you're still going to hit these bumps. And like for mm-hmm. people like who are just pursuing something, it's like. Like you said, just fucking tough it out. You it's like to. You could think it really it's the end of the world. To and yeah. be here as well. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: there was so many people after film school who was like, oh, I'm not, like, a big-time director right away, so fuck it. I'm out. And it's like, dude, you're going to be, like, if you don't have at least, like, a year's worth of, like, sleepless nights and, like, screaming at the sky, yeah, yeah. then you shouldn't be here. <laughs> Having moments, like, and, waking like, up,
0: who am I? <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, so, yeah, no, like,
1: there's been so many nights, I'm just like, what the fuck? But you need to have those. And I think that's what makes like the little successes so fantastic in your life. Like a few years ago, like everything I did was getting denied. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like I got a show and then, um, my, uh, short film got approved for a grant. And now we're getting into film festivals and it's like all this shit's so exciting to me. And like, I'm 30, yeah. And I still, like, go absolutely nuts. Like, I'm a little kid whenever, like, these little successes come because I've struggled for this long. Yeah, and I, I was going to say you to worked for it. I and you still see... continue to struggle and I will continue, like, years down the road to have, like, these shitty roadblocks. But then, like, the good things happen and it doesn't matter. Yeah, anymore.
0: and it makes it so much sweeter because, like, I don't know, absolutely. you're so close to, like, that feeling of being on the bottom. and you're. I'm so
1: and... envious of, like, anyone who has, like, those parents who were just like yeah my dad's like a huge like hollywood producer and uh i guess i'm a director yeah i guess i scribbled something on paper
0: and now it's like in the movie what Mm. like that's (laughs) such
1: a bummer but like good on you i guess
0: but yeah yeah. but me and you guys like me and you we're out here just fighting a war you know yeah absolutely but there's i don't know there's something poetic about it like the highs and lows and but
1: that's exactly it like this is the only life that we want to live yes is this one yeah i like It'd be sick to, like, be making a ton of money and, like, have, like, you know, everything else that comes with, like, having a steady job. But who's to say that won't happen in the future? And, like, it would be so weird to know what every single day is like to me. Like, going into work and then coming home and, like, having a routine. Mm-hmm. Where, like, every day is, like, you have to hustle your ass off. Yeah. Yeah. Love it,
0: man. (laughs) I think we're going to end on that solid point, man. Dude, like, I'm not just saying this. This is like super cool. Like, this is like one of the. I think the best Convos I had in here like, Oh thank you so and much And it was yeah, cool Cause like so we haven't fun. Seen each other In so many years And like Absolutely. Definitely you gotta Come back again For a part two I would love to Yeah I know I didn't even Tap into like All your work <laughs> And stuff But like That's Man okay. like Just keep us posted On the journey too And Absolutely. like Who knows Like maybe if I get Like uh, Kenny or Spenny In here or something You can co-host And fucking <laughs> like you No know, it's just like A so fucking definitely. great uh, Conversation with you man Dude and, it's like, my pleasure Like yeah.
1: honestly Thank you so much For having me And thank you I know I bunched a few times here on on the timing with christmas and
0: everything but thank
1: you dude this is so much fun. Oh, no, vice it's... versa <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah and uh like finally anything else like uh and anywhere people can find you like the youtube yeah, channel and, um like...
1: i guess my youtube or i think we still have our website up but it's random at best show you can see my old stuff and then uh, i have a personal website you can see all my work at uh it's it could be worse dot info Mm. Uh, again, that is it could be worse. Dot info, like everything we've talked about tonight, and game show is still up on Vice. You can watch all ten episodes on there, and keep a lookout. There's some projects in the works now. I'm really excited about. So, nice, yeah. Big cheers, Dear brother. Cheers, man. What was that? Thing that...
0: This isn't fair because I literally have a drip <laughs> left in my thing. But... Let's do
1: it. Was it pralsht? Prost? Prost. <laughs> <laughs> all right, size so wrote... and chug.
0: All right, that concludes the episode. And I've been putting off listening to this ghost. <laughs> Let's do it now, guys. Hold my hand. Let's do this together. Okay. Roll footage. Evil spirits, get out of this house. This house is not yours anymore. You're dead. Move on. Good I think
1: he's me. saying it's Kate Moss. What do you mean? How do you live here now? Cause that's says, what, that's what I'm asking. Because that's what it said, though. It said, if it must. And we said, you must leave. So, okay. how do you know there aren't more? I don't know. If it must. If it must.
0: If it must. Now, that is some creepy shit. And I love it. And you know what else I love? finally checked out Pat's show on Vice Game Show. And wow. It was fucking brilliant. I binge-watched the entire thing, and if you go to www.girthradio.com and click on the page for this episode, there will also be a link to go watch that if you're interested. Totally recommend it. It's, uh, I guess the majority is a comedy. There's also, like, some some deep sadness <laughs> to the tone of it, and it's just fucking unique and interesting. And a heads up too, if you click on that VICE um, website, they kind of have the episodes a little out of order. So just read the fine print, because I actually had the experience where I accidentally clicked on the last episode. But it actually didn't ruin my experience. You kind of just see the climax of this character. And I had fun going back in time and seeing how we got to that point. So if you don't want that spoiled, watch it in order. If you like a bit of foreshadowing it, watch it in my accidental way. And other than that, we'll have some more shows for you next week. Thanks for listening to this. And as a reminder, we're on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. Our home, girthradio.com. Another shout-out to the sponsor, the Pacific Junction Hotel. And like always, I'm going to leave you with a song. This track is from Cluster Buster, and it's called Don't Go Skinny Dipping." Earth Radio.